Hey everybody, welcome to Neurotica. For today's episode, I will be rejoined by my producer slash occasional co-host, Tony. How you doing, Tony? I'm doing great, Cody. How are you? I'm good. I went to the doctor today as a follow-up to my uh, antidepressants, and they are doubling my dosage. Hell yeah. Got them pills, baby. Um, and now we're ready to talk about sad stuff. Um, no, how, <laughs> how you doing, Tony? Doing pretty good. It's great to be back. Um, hopefully, I can bring a lot more to this conversation yeah, today you'll, you'll than, be bringing uh, the last one. You'll yeah. be bringing some trauma today, so yeah. that's exciting. Yeah, hopefully, I can lay all my trauma on you. Yeah. Hopefully, you can sort it out and make it funny because i can't yeah and you know i've got a little bit of trauma here and i gotta say this is the first episode that i recorded that i'm not looking forward to really yeah wow and i think the biggest thing of it i feel is, honored <laughs> yeah the, the biggest thing of it is like my girlfriend today like texted me is like hey i just listened to your old podcast where you cried and it's kind of related to today's topic so i might cry today i don't know do we have tissues aside we do not we i'm don't. just gonna i'm just gonna wipe it on the sleeve but I'm, I'm a little worried. I'm legitimately a little worried today because even though You're I think... You're a man. You shouldn't cry anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll just mute all that out. I'll edit it later. But like even <laughs> though happened. I feel like I've talked about heavier stuff, like this one's still a little raw for me. Mm-hmm. And there's no way my therapist is going to be happy about this one. I'm not going to tell her about this one. Well, you told her about the last one. Correct? I told her about you. Yeah. And then I didn't tell her about Justin and I because I was like, well, that's two PTSD people. But you you... You want to talk about like a, a series of events. Mine's a little bit more of just a recent event kind of in a capsule. Yeah. So um, what what we're going to actually talk about today is dogs. And the reason we wanted to talk about dogs is not only dogs, you know, can be great mentally. Like they say, having a dog can add five years of your life. Tony and I have also had a little bit of traumatic experience. With dogs. Mine's not so traumatic as just like kind of a breakdown scenario where tony you had some legitimately traumatic ones yeah um if dogs can have five years too like they can also take off 20 yeah um and that's what i've been going through probably for the last eight to ten years okay yeah Yeah, so i think it'd be let's ease into this let's talk about our experiences with dog i'll go first because mine's a little bit shorter and then i know you've got a lot more extensive yeah history dog i mean i love animals um most people who know me know I like prefer dogs, but I, I just love animals in general, and I feel like I get along with dogs really well. We were a kid. We had a dog, um, and they told us that the dog ran away, but I think my parents might have given the dog away, or it ran away, and they were just kind of fine with it because we moved to a place we weren't supposed to have a dog. Um, didn't have one for a few years, then got a new dog, and then we were moving, so we had to give him up, but we like, gave him to a farm. And then people who know me uh, know that I adopted a dog, and... It was a puppy. I was uh, dating somebody at the time, and I wanted to get, like, an older dog, like a dog that was a kind of house trained. She was like, no, you need to get a puppy. And that became kind of a source of, you know, a lot of mental trauma for me, which we'll get into the podcast. So, mm-hmm. Tony, you want to just kind of give, like, a high-level rundown of what you've been through? Um, I'll keep the surprises for later in the podcast. Um, but for most of the people that do know me know the story. Um, and for the people who I have talked about this story to have heard it and they've also every time i talk to someone about it they never have an experience that relates to my story they just start crying no they're um i always tell them like i always lead into the conversation being like yeah um i have dogs and they just don't like each other and they're like oh like they just sit on opposite sides of the room with each other and i'm like no it's actually the opposite uh you try to keep them apart but um I spent the last 
seven to eight years of my life breaking up dog fights, like Michael Vick dog fights. I thought I was going to keep it till later on in the podcast, but yeah. Yeah, and you and I are forever linked by yeah. a dog now. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get into that a little bit, but uh-huh. it's funny because um, I had a dream where I went to your house and we were going to go record a podcast and I came over and you had like 10 dogs in your house. That would never happen again. I know, yeah. but you had 10 dogs in your house, including <laughs> the, the puppy I adopted and I remember she didn't really care I was there and that was so heartbreaking. Uh-huh. And we're kind of connected in that way. And I think, you know, that's one of those dreams where it's like fully born out of like anxiety and stuff. And, you know, as much as I love dogs, if I really look back at my past with dogs, like I, I should never consider it again. Like I just have too much anxiety to take care of like a dog, a baby, uh, my friends who come on my podcast and then have to listen to my traumatic experiences. And I'm like, get the fuck out of my house, Tony, you know, but like, as much as I love animals and it's great to, you know, cuddle with a dog, like, you know, it's, it's just setting yourself up for heartbreak every time. It's a lot of work for one person, I think, to raise a dog. It's probably the same way, well, not the same way as, like, raising a kid, but I mean... Kids are easy, man. You just yeah. give them a little sugar and they just go off the wall. Yeah, but not when you're a nurse. Like, yours was a puppy. Yeah. When you first got, like, how old was she? When I got Pippa, she was 10 weeks old. 10 weeks old. And you know what, so, like... Really, just out of the womb and yeah, just and finished nursing. She came yeah. from like a shelter and they did a good job with her. And she, like the funny thing is, when I went to the shelter, there were like the whole litter was there, which is kind of rare for a shelter. And they were beautiful dogs. You mm-hmm. met Pippa, beautiful dog. Yeah. And she and her brother, the two that we looked at that we really liked, and her brother was insane. So I was like, not a chance. And so I adopted Pippa. And she was pretty calm for two weeks. And yeah. then a real personality came out. And the funny thing is, like, she turned into, like, the Tasmanian devil. And we always saw one of her brothers. Like, we met the guy. And, like, I just got broken up with raising this dog by myself. And I'd always see him. And he'd be sitting in this coffee shop. His dog's sitting calmly. He's got this beautiful blonde girlfriend. <laughs> he's, like, tall, dark, handsome. Like, you know, sounds like he's got a good job. He's like, oh, I work from home a lot. So he's used to just sitting there. And he was just, like, the mirror of, like, everything that was good about adopting a dog. And I was just like, here are the don'ts. Like, everything don't do... that you want to be and everything that this guy is is not. I was, like, a, <laughs> I was like an ad for crack. Like, don't adopt dogs. <laughs> not even once. Like, that was my... So, like, I was dealing with a breakup at the same time. And because I was so stressed about the dog, I didn't care about the breakup at first. Uh-huh. And essentially what happened was I kept processing my breakup in bursts. And I was trying to raise this dog, and this dog was just, like, she was crazy. And I don't mean to say that, like, most dogs are crazy. Like, she was affectionate. She loved everybody. Like, she was not going to bite anybody. But I took her to trainer, and the trainer was even like, this dog is all dog. Like, she is food-driven, but she is stubborn as hell. Mm -hmm. Like, she just wants snacks. We went to PetSmart, and, like, everybody's got their little poodle dog, and she's, like, a little bit bigger. She's not huge. But she's, like, you know, she wants a half the other dogs but the training went well but it didn't stick mm-hmm. like i could walk down the street with her you know and not have to pull on her at all i walked from 10th street to front street 10 blocks and back and we were fine and then it just didn't stick and you know she kept getting sick and i was working so i was like i thought i had a little bit more help but i'm leaving her home all day like it just took this mental toll on me i was like i would go to work come home during lunch to walk or go to work or 
you know, I take her to daycare and at least daycare days, like she would flop down. But the trainer was like, you only take breaks when she goes to daycare. And that was really hard for me. And, you know, I was just constantly having breakdowns. Um, the girl entered my life again a little bit and then left. And like, it was just like, it was just this grafting for somebody help me. Mm -hmm. And I just got really like reckless and depressed. And, you know, it, it kind of all hit this, you know, this headwind where we got private sessions and finally we did the private session. The first private session, I was like, this was do or die and it's not working. And I made the hardest decision of my life. I went on Facebook and I said, I'm looking for a home for my beautiful dog, Pippa. And the reason we're connected forever is because you're the one who found her the home. I did. You saw that Facebook ad and you said, hey, my coworker is looking for a dog. Your coworker came out, met her, you know, she was jumping all over and she still loved Pippa. And I, you know, I wanted to get Pippa a yard, but they were, they didn't have a yard, but they live, live in New Jersey and you feel the yard. So I said, you know, this, this feels right to me. Yeah. So I made that transition I have not seen Pippa since. That mm -hmm. was like almost half a year ago. And now I can't bear the idea of going to see her. Yeah. Because it's like, she's either going to freak out and love me so much that I'm going to be like heartbroken that we were so bonded and I had to give her up. Because like, she was like my baby for a year. Like, we slept together. Like she slept, she would come into the bed, press herself against my back and flop down every single night. And mm -hmm. then when I went to my girlfriend's, her cat did that to me. And it was like, that was like oh, oh it just God. brought it back to you yeah yeah or the alternative is i go see her and she i'm just somebody else she's an excited dog she'll be excited to see me but like or she's teasing you she's mad that you give her up yeah i mean mm -hmm. i don't know how much dogs hold grudges but oh. she just bites me in the dick like it's <laughs> a bad out, sign pulls out gun, shoots you in the head but that yeah but that was like yeah that was heartbreaking and it it made me feel like a failure on every level and everybody i talk to like my friends are just like no you like you did the right thing for her. You did the right thing for you. Like you were clearly stressed out, like giving a lot of money for it. Like you know, were going to daycare a lot. And then like, that was the only day I got breaks. And if I had to travel to New York, like, you know, getting, I didn't have any help. I just didn't have any friends that could help me out at all. And I was basically locked in my house. Like I was just going station to station, be like work home, work home, work home. Like I was to the point where I was afraid to take the trash out, which she was fine. She would have been fine if I had gone and done that, but she did have a little bit of separation anxiety. And, I lost my life mm -hmm. and she clearly wasn't a city dog. She, she wasn't built for it. We did the private training sessions and she was insane. And she, she, for a small dog would attack any dog, like not attack, like the Mike Vic style fights you're talking yeah. about, but she would try to, you know, she'd be relentless. She would mm -hmm. grab on people's necks and thought she was playing. And I, I got shamed at the dog park. I was embarrassed. And, you know, I couldn't, I had this just thought, like when I gave her up there, like all these people that I didn't even talked to for years, like, how are they going to see me now? So I, I felt like a huge failure. And for and now, like, I, it's not a topic I want to talk about a lot. So when you approached me and said, I want to do this episode about dogs, like, we both have shit with dogs. I'm like, I was like, oh, that's good because it's mental health heavy. And at the same time, I was like, Tony, you son of a bitch. We're I don't want to talk about this. We're going to confront our own fears. Yeah. Of talking about it. Yeah. So I know I'm a little long winded and I, I kind of threw mine out there, but I kind of want to get mine out of the way because I think, you know, a lot of my friends know about the story and it, it's, it's kind of a, a short, sad one of just like young man adopts dog and it doesn't work out. And, you know, I saw a lot of people were succeeding and just, it wasn't meant for me at the time. And yeah. I don't know if I'll ever do it again, but I think yours is a, from what you've described a long drawn out tale or it's like 
any moment, those dogs go wild and, you know, it just you know doesn't go happen. right. Like, you don't know it, what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah so I, I don't want to, you know, go too much further when it's your story. I want to hear your voice behind it. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll start at the beginning. Um, cause it's the only place that we can really start at. You can start in the middle and then briefly go to the beginning and then a, a quick glimpse <laughs> of the end. And then go back to the middle, but like do there's an hour long fight a lot, sequence. There's a lot to follow here. Um, there's a lot of names and players. I guess I should say. Do you want to um, write a cast list for this? Like just do like different voices of dogs. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. let's let's role play. Who am I gonna play in this saga? Do you want me to play you? If you want, I'm Tony. I don't sound like that. <laughs> Yo, we're gonna get some more Chinese food. <laughs> You got a little tomorrow. bit. I am so excited for more. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. I'm, I'm gonna get the voice down. Say, say. Um. I want huge balls in my mouth. That's how. I'm I am not it. saying that. I'm not saying that. I got it. All right. It me, Tony. I'm um, not saying that. <laughs> fuck you. Um. So, I guess a good place to start is we've always had dogs all throughout my life. Um. And we've never been like a family with only one dog. We've yeah. always had at least two or three at any given time. Um, my dad and my mom always owned dogs. Even before I was born, they had like three dogs. Um, so I'm trying to think. I would say like 2008 is when it kind of started. Not when it started, but when we noticed this weird pattern. Um, our one dog champ died. He was a rowdy. He was old. He died of, uh, I think he had like a stroke. Natural causes or whatever. Um and um the day after um we got maggie um she's gonna be the first one who's gonna come into play uh she was a rowdy um my dad found an ad for her in the paper and um did this odd meetup in a walmart parking lot situation <laughs> where um before walmart opened my dad used to work night work he would do overnights yeah. and um he would he would come home every night or every morning at like eight o'clock and uh, he'll see my mom for like 15 minutes before she goes out to work. And he never went and told my mom that he was going to get this dog. <laughs> Which is always good. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it goes to this Walmart and he goes, you got the money. <laughs> you got the puppy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, and then your father was killed. This was a traumatic <laughs> event for you because the, the dog deal went wrong. Twist ending. Yeah. Um, um, I remember, that day, my um, I wasn't actually there with them. I was still sleeping, but uh, my brother's was up in the morning. He was he's a couple years younger than me, and my dad um, took the van to Walmart with him, and uh, my dad brought like a ten pound hammer and said, oh "This is just in case if this dude tries starting anything, he's if he's getting ripped off." Um, so you really worried that dog deal was gonna go wrong. <laughs> um. But um, we did get Maggie. Uh, she was, uh, I think, 10 weeks old. She was a Roddy. Um, and she was our only... No, we had another dog at the time. Um, but um, we had her for about three years. And um, she was our first female dog. We never had a male dog the whole time I grew up in my whole life. And that was the thing when I got Pippa. My dad was like, dog, female dogs are harder to raise. And I was like, you're making that up. But like... No, that was serious. No, female dogs are, I think, harder to raise. Um, I think females and males together work well. Yeah. I don't think females and females, which I'll get for, more into the, the story. <laughs> women be shopping. You yeah, know. <laughs> women be killing. Oh, no. <laughs> um, 
So, um, yeah. So Maggie, we had her for about two years um, with another dog of ours, Cujo. He was a mixed mutt. Um, I don't know what he actually was. Um, for one year, in sophomore year in high school, I was playing hockey in an all-star league. Um, I'm not trying to brag. Oh, um, yeah, well. But my dad was the coach of the hockey team. Yeah, so nepotism. Yeah, yeah. How big was his collar? <laughs> what? It's a Brian Colangelo joke. A little inside joke for our Sixers fans oh. out there. Oh, find a new slant. <laughs> find a new slant. Um, But what I was um getting at is we had the hockey rinks across the street from my house. So uh, we, I would go up over there like whenever I have a game like two hours early and just watch the games before mine. Um. And I thought it was weird because my dad would also come over a little early, watch the games. But uh, he called me one day. He said, uh, Tone, um, I'm going to need you to come home. And automatically, I'm thinking my dad. My dad usually complains a lot. He's always like, oh, clean up this mess, whatever. I'm like, what? Oh, you, you messed up the shitter. Yeah. Oh, clean up the bowl. <laughs> um, I'm like, what did I do wrong? He's like, um, Cujo died. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, his neck's been snapped. Holy shit. And, uh, yeah, I was like, I'll, okay, I'll be right there. So, um, I go there. Cujo's laying on the floor dead. And, uh, my other dog, Maggie's kind of just hovering over him. Um, and we're not really sure. Like, Cujo was a, he wasn't a small dog. He was fat. But, um. Maggie and Cujo always got along. They always played around. Um, but we think that maybe Maggie might have just done something to him and just accidentally snapped his neck. I mean, I think that's a common thing. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, So it, I, my question is, what did yeah. your dad want you to do about it? Help move him. And also, um, I guess just to make sure Maggie was, was okay too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, did so? I guess you might get into yeah. this, but like, did you notice Maggie like traumatized at this, or did you put her down? Or no, no, we kept Maggie around for a couple. Well, Maggie was around for a little bit, um, but we got Maggie was the only dog for a little bit uh, at this period after Cujo died. Um, then we got a dog Zoe. She's a pit bull. Uh, we got her from the neighbors across the street from us. Um, and, uh, yeah, very small dog. We always called her, uh, the stupid pit bull because she was all, she was always small. She'd always get herself into some shit, but she'd be like the most loving dog. Yeah. She, like, she, she hated dogs, but she loved humans. She was just like that, yeah. like reckless detective. Like, yeah. like, I don't she's, like it, but she gets a job done. Yeah. She's perfect for, um, she's perfect for like a single dog owner. Like, he only wants one dog and just, like, wants to be loved by one person. Um, I think we all just want to be loved by one person. Yeah, yeah. Matt, Zoe was the epitome of just a like heart, you, hopeless romantic. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're going to die alone. Here's a dog. I yeah. love you. Yeah, just love me forever. Yeah. Um, you know, in, I, I want to pause real quick because uh-huh. the more I hear you talk, like, you know, I know there's still so much story ahead and I just can't help but think, why does this family keep adopting dogs? And I'd, I'd like to think the listeners are going the exact same thing I am. I'm just going, D- D- why are you inviting this into your home? Or maybe 
Adopt some dogs that aren't Rottweilers and pit bulls. Well, this was our first pit bull. Um, okay. We had good experience with the last Roddy. And right. we thought, you know, why not get another one? And, like, Maggie's always been a good dog. Like, Maggie's always been loyal. Except for the murder. Yeah, but, I mean, did she really have anything to do with it? Who knows? I wasn't there. Well, yeah. And, you know, it could have been your mother. Your mother could have snapped the dog's yeah. neck. My mom wasn't home for more that day. Uh, well, yeah. that's a good alibi, yeah. but, you know, that's what they all say. <laughs> yeah, maybe she's I think we should reopen break. the case, because, personally, I think, you know, the thoughts point there. Who's, she have an accomplice? Was there somebody on the grassy knoll? You know, Maybe. are there cats in play in this? This seems like a whole conspiracy you haven't really looked into. I don't know if you're covering this up, Tony. Well, but we don't uh, own cats. We don't like cats. Yeah, but you I don't seen, like cats. You ever seen the movie Cats and Dogs? No, I did not. It's a great movie. You should go see. Oh. Is it a conspiracy theory? Well, so the concept of the movie is that um, cats and dogs are kind of like it's like a Toy Story for cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a big movie buff. You like yeah, Toy Story, right? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, and. You know, I didn't watch the whole movie, but I'm assuming the dogs are trying to fuck the cats. I don't know. You said it was a great movie. Yeah. But you didn't watch the movie. I, I don't need to watch a whole movie to know if it's good or not. Okay. I just, you know, I wasn't really in the mood to watch some dogs fuck some cats, so I, like, went and, you know, got myself a soda pop. Got a soda. Soda. <laughs> and then I probably, you know, went down to the quarry and found my own dead body. You know, that's that's what you do when you're a kid. Yeah. I think if you're Delaware, if you're yeah. a kid, you should see at least three dead bodies per year. Per year. Yes. And if you don't poke them, you can't prove to your friends that you were there. They should be able to go and see your poke marks in the the blood. Should be bodies. able to autograph it. Yeah. Yeah. And then at some point, you know, you you dump your own dead body. It's a circle of life. Anyway, back to your dogs. <laughs> what was that? We got Zoe. Yeah. Um. So dumb pit bull. Yeah, dumb pit bull. Um, and for a while, Zoe and Maggie got along very well. Um, and then uh, I got a girlfriend at the time. This is, this <laughs> okay, is, congrats on the sex, well, big man. <laughs> this is 2011, I'm going to say. Um, okay. And I was never really home much because I was either working or with her at her house. But um, there was a couple times when I wasn't home. And I would come home the next day. My mom would tell me, the dogs got into this really bad fight. And I'd be like, what do you mean? Like, they just scratch each other? And she's like, no. Like, they try to, like, rip each other's throats off. Like, they'll latch onto each other's throats. Yeah. And, like, we kind of have to get in between them and, like, pull them off. And I'm like, like, Mike Vick, right? Like, she's like, yeah, but, like, we're not, like, intentionally trying to hold dog fight here. It's just something that, like, they just don't get, then they're just not getting along. I think you should investigate your mother a little bit more. I'm a little <laughs> worried about this woman. My mother's just saying, Cody. All right. Lay off her. Um, but, um, I was like, okay, um, that's weird. But, um, I've never actually witnessed one at that point. Um, so we decide, my mom has a friend, a cop friend who has a house in the Poconos. So we decide to go there for vacation one year. Uh, I bring my girlfriend, and my mom comes up with this idea to bring the two dogs. Um, so we put them in cages, and we put them in the car, pack them in. I'm noticing again, this is your mother. Another one of her schemes. Yeah. L- let's bring the two dogs. It, you know, it just seems like there's a running narrative here, and I don't know if you're trying to protect her, but this is safe space. You can say whatever you want. Um, you know, I would never... 
never say anything bad about my mother. I'm just saying we can maybe like cut you a deal if you just you know be a little bit more honest with us. No, no. I just I, I, I just don't want you to feel like she's going to listen to this and retaliate. We uh, my mom doesn't you. know what a podcast is, so she's not going to listen to this. Um, if anything, she's going to be like, why are you talking about how our dogs used to fight? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about, I'm not about the dog fighting world. I'm sure she's busy. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, so we get there, and uh, we start unloading the car. Not even f- two minutes into the house, uh, the dogs just attack each other. They break down like this um, screen door that like leads to like, the backyard outside. Yeah. And I witnessed my first dog fight, and basically, like, What's, like, the term, like, um, like, flight or flight? Or flight yeah. or flight? So, like, my first, like, instinct is, like, get in there. And I'm not really sure, like, what I'm dodging or anything. Um, and I kind of just, like, get in there and I fu- get Zoe at, like, the right time. Because, at so- like, at whatever point, their jaws would just lock. Yeah. And then you kind of have to, like... Yeah, yeah. Their I, jaws and everybody's done that. Uh-huh. Your dog gets a hold of something. It's like, what's in your mouth? And yeah. You gotta do the jaws of life. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, um, eventually, that was the, that was the first fight, but it happened two other times at vacation. Um, it must be like unfamiliar place for them to set them off or something. I don't know. It it could have been. Um, we got dog call like the shock collars to see if that would help. Um. That did nothing because eventually at some point we did bring him home from that vacation and we tried the shock collar and it just did nothing. You turn up to the highest volume and shock them and they don't just like get off of. Um, it just other. didn't yeah. phase them. You're no, saying. it just like, doesn't phase them at all. Yeah. It kind of just like you can still keep shocking them, but the jaws are just locked in. Right. Um, um, so eventually we lead into, it's going to sound bad, uh, eventually you just have no idea what to really do. Um, so my dad got this board, he called the Board of Education, it was like a big wooden board, and he would beat the Board of Education <laughs> with the dogs, you get them to just fucking stop fighting. Okay. Um, seems, it, eventually it would work. Seems after like a weird, like, metaphor for our education system, but Okay. <laughs> He was hoping, you know, once you beat it with them, that they, they learn to not Again, that doesn't, that doesn't yeah. work with children. I don't know why that would work with dogs. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so but, your father started abusing the dogs. Gotcha. Not abusing the dogs, but whenever, like, the fight would happen, like, you know, yeah. if you hit them, we expected, like, they would just let each other go and then we could pull each other apart. Um, there were a couple instances where I'd, like, try to, like, pull him apart. My dad would hit him, and it would come up and hit me in the fucking head. <laughs> he'd be like, sorry. And then he'd like, just go back you learned. <laughs> dogs. You're like, I'm not biting any dogs. Yeah. Um, it probably would happen within, I'd say about a dozen times from the span of uh, 2012 to 2014. And this whole time that, like, you know, these fights happen, we're always like, you know, when like what should we do to help these fights stop? Like, should we get rid of the dog? Should we, uh, like put one down? Like, is it like one of those things where they taste blood, that maybe, like they just go for that taste again? I mean, the eventually like the dog fights started adding up like on us, as far as the like, hospital bills go because like, um, 
have to leave some of our dogs at the beds overnight because like they would have problems with like their breathing like with their neck they'd have holes in their neck that yeah. would just stop bleeding or pussing out um holes would get infected um yeah i mean we all know about yeah. holes getting infected yeah um can i about it. can i ask a, a question yeah of course did either of your dogs um like in the daytime like you'd come up to them you know after a particular like bad fight and they were a naked man who seemed confused about what he'd done the night before oh <laughs> uh, that would be far more interesting than what happened i guess what i'm getting yeah. at is did you raise yeah. werewolves no no and this mother character it's... she practiced any witchcraft what was her motivation no. for these dogs to attack each other i'd have to ask her so you had a dog named cujo cujo yes cujo is if I'm not mistaken, a Stephen King book that's famous for a my bro- dog. My brother named Cujo. But the ironic part is Cujo was not. I think I think he meant to name him Cool Joe, but LL Cool Joe. Yeah, it's everybody's cool favorite rapper, yeah. LL Cool Joe. But what ended up coming out was Cujo. So we okay, Cujo. but that dog wasn't super aggressive, right? No, Cujo was chill as hell. He used to shit all the time, but I mean, it was. But cool did, as hell. but did you ever watch the movie Cujo in the home? No. Okay, because. I'm a little worried you might have been reinforcing these behaviors with names like Cujo. Like, I just yeah. feel like, well, you know, one of my favorite movies, Corky Romano, uh, they say bad dogs aren't, you know, born, they're made. Mm-hmm. And I think you had a hand in this, you and your mother specifically. And I just want to know what your motivation was. Did you do this with the thought, like, some year you'll be able to sell the story and you're settling for a podcast now? Because... We don't make any money off of this. I feel like you just... How much money you offer me? Nothing. That's the nothing, problem. Nothing. I think you've well, just wasted a lot of your time. I'm not you just halfway done the story yet. You just have... Yeah, so like... Yeah. That's I just want to let you know now, no matter what happens at the end of the story, please stop training dogs to attack each other. Mm-hmm. There is nothing in it for you. You're not going to, you know, resurrect your NFL career, Tony. You know you're not Michael Vick, right? You know this. I know. I know. You you also but, know why he wasn't a good football player. It had nothing to do with the dogs, right? <laughs> I'm concerned about you, Tony. This is more of an intervention now. It is. It's become an intervention. But there's still more of a story to go. Hopefully, oh, I can, oh, bully. hopefully I can redeem myself at some point. I'm not so sure you can. Because all I've heard so far is that you were whacking dogs with a stick. I wasn't. Okay. But, I mean, how are you going to break them apart? But how would you break two dogs apart? I just move. It's a dog's house now. Do you think, like, eventually, like, this is how we used to, like, try and talk about it. And how we still kind of talk about it after, uh, what has happened the last couple of months. Um, if we just kind of let them fight it out, do you think they would stop eventually? Absolutely not. Well, yes, because or, one of them is until, the, until one of them dies or yeah. until they just get tired of fighting? I mean, on some level, you do need to let dogs be dogs and, like, tire themselves out. But, like, you can't... Once the neck latching happens, like, you got to do something. So, that was a big thing with Pippa. It's like, she did playfully. It was very yeah. obvious playfully. And we went to a dog park with, like, snooty people. So, they assumed any kind of rough play was bad. City people. Yeah. In the house, yeah. And this one guy consistently shamed me. He had a dog named Brady. 
And that's how I knew that the Eagles were going to win the Super Bowl. Bitch, yeah. Because Pippa would kick Brady's ass, and she was the, the smaller dog. She was literally the underdog. Yeah. It was, like, written in the stars. Uh-huh. Uh, but what he would do, and this is, like, so Tom Brady, too. Like, he would do this thing called alpha rolling, where if his dog got too aggressive, he would literally pin it on the ground until it calmed down. Like, his knee and its sternum, putting its head to the ground. Not, like, like rubbing its nose and shit kind of level, but, like... Literally, like, pressing himself as kind of, I guess, like, a comfort thing. Like, hey, you don't need Calm to down. do this. I'm the alpha alpha male. Like, yeah. But that is, like, one of the riskiest things you can do with dogs because you're basically just holding them back, holding them back, holding them back, and they might snap. It's like, you know, doing one of those little wind-up cars. You can only pull back so much before it shoots forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were times with the dog. I remember one time Pippa got kind of attacked by another dog. Like, she went for a ball. The dog thought it was going for and she got a little attacked and she was so scared and like i remember holding her and like i was about to break down and cry like it was just it was a really scary thing but you know never really a dog fight dog fight there was always like the dogs that got at each other and then the dogs like, like a little net fortress yeah. yeah and like pippa you know she didn't back down from anybody but she also like smaller dogs she attacked ben simmons's dog that's like my famous story like really yes this. so this guy showed up to the park one day, and I'd seen him like three times overall. And somebody else confirmed that they thought this was Ben Simmons' dog. This guy shows up, and the dog looks exactly like Ben Simmons' dog. Like the little French poodle with the blue eyes. And I'm like well, looking at this guy, and like he's wearing all like nice Nike shit. And I'm like, well, it's obviously not Ben Simmons. I know that. I go over to him, I'm like, man, that looks like Ben Simmons' dog. Like at first, I probably said like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> this guy has a very thick Australian accent. Hey, you're the Ben Simmons dog guy, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> and he's, like, laughing me off. And what I found out later was that Sean tribe. You'll see Ben Simmons tag this guy a lot. That's, that's Sean tribe. And he took his dog to my park. And for people who don't aren't familiar for the area, but if you like the Sixers, the park where Joel Embiid's been playing tennis and dunking on guys at the basketball court, that is also the dog park. So, wherever you see... Like, it's not out of the realm of, like, possibilities that Ben Simmons' dog would be there because, like, Joel Embiid goes there and he would send his friend to go to the dog park with... Um, Flash, and he called the dog Flash. I knew it's it's mm-hmm. Benson, it's a dog. And Pippa, like, I've got a picture of them together. But Pippa, just like, she's not trying to bite it, but she's trying to play. Yeah. Um, but that that's where I got in a lot of trouble. With Pippa's because like, she didn't know when play was too far, and she didn't back down from anybody. She had the dog she didn't like, but if she really liked your dog, she was chasing after them. And mm-hmm. it was like one dog that came that like every time that dog came, I knew the owner was cool, and I was like, oh thank God, because yeah. they just run around, run around, run around. Um. But also, people love to eat mulch. So sometimes we go there and I'm like, you want to fetch the ball? You want to play there? Or she, she was just eating, literally just eating mulch. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what am I supposed to do with it? And then, like, she had diarrhea. I'm like, oh, man, I'm shocked. She had <laughs> diarrhea more than, like, any dog. I, I have a lot of diarrhea. And that dog's had more diarrhea than me. Um, I think it's just normal for dogs to just have diarrhea. Yeah, and she's trying. a puppy. And it's just like, but after all the bloody diarrhea. And then she got, like, the fucking uh, kennel cough. Mm-hmm. The whooping cough. Like, she literally... Like, Literally coughing. Like, it was awful. My dog just ate a, a whole corn of the cob <laughs> and uh, threw it up, like, five days later. So it just sat there Yeah. for five days and somehow left its mouth. Yeah, like, it, yeah. I always think of that scene in Gone in 60 Seconds where the dog eats the keys. Uh-huh. That's, that's like Pippa. I'm yeah. like, she's going to eat something I need and I'm going to have to wait for her to shit it out to get it back. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's going to be days. Yeah. That's the one time she's not going to have diarrhea. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, uh, <laughs> back to the traumatic shit. So this, you're only halfway through the story. Yeah. 
yeah. Um, so we got a few more dogs to add in. Um, and again, my thought is why? Okay. Why are you people getting dogs? So, um, what is your motivation? <laughs> to the, what What made you think maybe adding more honestly, dogs to the equation of my life is what is going to solve all my problems? I have no idea of my fucking parents' judgments. Um, all I know is, is that they really wanted a great thing. Um, Just like on a whim. Well, um, my brother's friend, um, he bred a great thing. Um, Just like a midlife crisis for your parents? What's going on here? They've always had, like... Are, are you... We're just as, a big dog family. Are you as children such a disappointment that they live vicariously through dogs? <laughs> I can ask them. <laughs> well, I think they told the world through their actions, so... Yeah. Um, I mean, hopefully I behave better than my dogs do. I mean, you're, you're pretty big, though. You can, you, can, you can take somebody's neck off. Yeah. Oh, I definitely could. Um, so we got a great thing. Uh, <laughs> Good transition. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I'm at like eight or nine weeks old. Um, his name's Buddy. Uh, we still have Buddy now. We'll get to him later. We'll get to him now. But he's um, he's a big part of the story later on too. Um, so we bring him home. He's a he's a boy, obviously. And um, well, it's not assumed. Yeah, but for this time, we don't have a, do- a single dog fight. From I think we got November two thousand thirteen. So, you, are you saying, like, bringing him into the home brought peace? It brought quiet for, like, yeah, for about five or six months. Um, and also, at that time, I was living at Temple. So, um... So, you probably did see some fights there. I saw fights at Temple. Yeah. 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 I, everybody I know at Temple oh, yeah. is like, you gotta carry a yeah. knife. Yeah. My, my, one of my coworkers said he, like, watched a guy steal shit from him. Like, he woke up and was like, what the fuck? And, like, there was a guy, like, climbed through his window. I lived on the dorms, so I lived on campus, so I didn't have to worry about being robbed. But, um. I also wouldn't fuck with you. You benched, like, what, 800 pounds? Close. Like, about half, but. Still. <laughs> um. So, one night, Sunday night, I'm about to. It's actually. Um, the night before St. Paddy's Day. And the only reason why I remember that is because St. Paddy's Day, I was supposed to go to an Arcade Fire concert. Great. Yes. And we are going to an Arcade Fire concert next week. Yes. And it's probably going to be just as bad as this one is. Um, Sunday night, I'm about to, uh, I'm eating dinner and I'm about to go to, um, back to, uh, Temple for, um, to do some homework and stuff. Nerd. Yeah. Uh, I was a big nerd. Big nerdo with your glasses, eight, four eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had, um, I remember we had pork chops for dinner. That, that just means nothing. No, but that's that's the but, thing is, yeah, like, you, you just rem- remember. Yeah, you latch on to, like, So this has to be yeah. particularly traumatic, because it's, like, when I might, like, the first episode, mm-hmm. I was like, I can remember tasting that fucking steak that caused all the issues. Like, yeah. if you have a list of the first episode, do that now, like, and subscribe, uh, rate us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, Tony. Um, I remember, I mean, I just remember in particular that the pork chops weren't really that good. They were pretty well cooked. Um, fucking but I mean, I wasn't going to complain. It's fucking free food. Um, so I'm done eating. I throw my shit away. I'm start. What? You're just loud, Tony. Oh, sorry. I want to hear your shit in my ears. Sorry. Um, so I'm rinsing my dish in the sink and I put it in the sink. Um, and 
I'm starting to pack my bag, but my mom, she puts my dish that from the sink and into a dishwasher. Um, Buddy's grown significantly within six months. I don't know how... He's a great Dane. Yeah, I don't know how you like know how great Danes grow, but he goes Greatly. from puppy to literally a fucking horse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Buddy had a collar on. And Buddy likes to go near the dishwasher and see like where things are being put. But his um, collar guy gets caught in the dishwasher. And for a second he panics and he throws the... Um, he kind of like pulls and the dishwasher goes flying. Um, the dishwasher went flying? Or like the, the door? Stu- like the... Um, I guess it's the... The rack or whatever? Ra- yeah, the rack. Yeah, that's the- her boy. Yeah. Um, so Maggie hears this and she goes after Buddy and she like kind of like nods on like his leg. So Zoe goes after Maggie at this point, I'm up, and I got Zoe in my hands. And I think Maggie at one point sees Zoe trying to come after her. I got Zoe. And Maggie takes a dive at me while I have Zoe in my hands. And at this point, I'm just watching Maggie come at me, and I'm just like, fuck it. I throw Zoe in the <laughs> air, and I roll over and get out of her way. Yeah. Because I know I'm a target if I have Zoe in my hands. Yeah. Um, so Zoe and Maggie go at it. And my do- my dad tries to get in between them. Uh, it takes about 30 seconds to break them up. But my dad ha- gets this bit very fucking hard in the shoulder. Um, blood's pouring. Um, we do separate them eventually. Um, and, you know, we kind of come to this conclusion that we got to take Buddy to the vet. And we got to take my dad to the hospital. Because Buddy won't stop bleeding out of his um, leg. So buddies have stayed overnight, and um, my dad takes gets to the uh, hospital, and they just like kind of stitch him up or bandage him up or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that day we come to the conclusion that we have to do something. We have to get rid of one or two of these dogs. Yeah. And we just came to the conclusion that we're just going to get rid of Maggie and Zoe. So um, we did on uh, St. Patty's Day. We got rid of them. And. Uh, kind of really fucked with my dad for like five days it fucked with me for like a couple of hours because i mean that arcade fire concert after getting rid of two dogs sucks yeah, yeah. um there's nothing like that you grab to do less yeah like arcade fire and their whimsical yeah. bullshit like yeah. like they got some sad songs but at the same time like they're, no, they're too orchestra like to there's nothing less that you want to do like i think there was a band or a dj called kid koala that opened for them Kid Koala is amazing, actually, but he has yes. very sad music. Yes. Well, at least the album that I'm, I'm assuming is, um, it's like sad. No, it's that's not the name of it. Um, some of the, the songs are sad. Like this, a friend turned me on to this. This is like, I actually have to skip these songs in my playlist because if I listen to them, they will actually send me an instant depression. But they're mm-hmm. also like very cathartic. Like they're they're therapy in the right mood. Like if you are sad, you listen to them. I can't describe any other feeling. It was something that I couldn't watch them open is that I started fucking playing like that foosball hockey outside of the Wells yeah, yeah. Center to get my head off of it. And I would say like yeah. Kate Kwa is amazing and he like I've listened to some of his other songs that are like him actually being a DJ uh-huh. but like this particular album that he released like he has this woman come on is a very soft voice 
and it it will put you in a trance of like melancholy that I've never had music done to me before, and I literally can't imagine after a traumatic event listening to that. Yeah, like this is that's like those are my breakup songs. Like uh-huh. those are my like I don't matter songs. Like one of the lyrics is um someday somehow you'll land, but for now like you're drifting. Yeah. Or the song is called Adrift, and it says, um, "Someday, somehow, you'll land, but for now, you're drifting," or something like that. I, I think I'm misquoting it, but like literally, that is like, "Oh shit!" moment of like, yeah, like I, I'm just here. I'm like drifting through space, and like that shit's so sad. You can tell how animated I am now because I'm like, shit. I was listening to this to get sad. You were already fucking sad if that came on. Like, yeah. Um, I remember just fucking breaking out into tears during uh. Rebellion played like two songs into the arcade fire set. I was like, this is the worst fucking experience ever. <laughs> All the other hipsters are like, yeah, it's moving me too, man. Yeah, I'm like, my fucking dogs. Some guy's like tripping on peyote next to you. You're like, fuck you. <laughs> um, so this is good. It kind of kills my dad for about five days. Um, so Monday becomes Saturday. And, uh, he comes up with this fucking great idea in his head to try and bring the dogs back home. So he goes to the, um, we originally get, like, the cops to, like, bring out the, um... The, like, the muzzle kind of thing? Not yeah. muzzle, but, like, I know what you're talking about. Like, bring out, like, the, um, people to pick them up. Animal control. Animal control, yeah. Um, and, um, my dad goes there to try and pick them up. He sees Zoe... And it's, I think it's a period, I think it's like a five day or seven day period where if no one like comes to get them, that they put them down. Yeah. Um, so I think my dad like just at that point that they were about to put the dogs down and he sees, I think he sees Maggie first. And, uh, at the point when he sees Maggie, Maggie's foaming at the mouth. And they said, we were probably just about to put her down before he walked in. Uh, she's showing, showing signs of a brain tumor. So, um, my dad was just like, okay, we're, we're just going to have to keep her here. Um, and then, um, he, they show him Zoe. Apparently, Zoe's went a little crazy in the head being there. Um, but as soon as she saw my dad, like, she was happy. So my dad brought her back home. So it was Zoe and Buddy for a while. Um, Maggie got put down. Um, so we were, Zoe and Buddy got along perfectly. Uh, there's never been a problem in, since we had Zoe and Buddy, that they've ever fought with each other, ever. Okay. Um. So happy ending, right? It's all done. Yeah. For a little bit. A little? Wow. Yeah. Well. Did you get another fucking dog? We got another dog. But, this is, uh, so this is 2014. Uh, two years later, we get Hunter. He's a black lab. Uh, we get him. My mom works with um, at a restaurant, and one of the customers there, uh, somehow has access to a run of dogs. I don't know how he got him. Um, but we got black. Another lab. shady event from your mother. I'm so confused. Actually, what did she do for a living? Really, this was really fucking shady. Um, I don't know how this dude got the dogs, but um, we got Hunter. And Maybe Hunter, the dogs had diamonds in them, and he was waiting for them to shit them out. And after but, they shit them out, he wanted to get rid of the dogs for evidence. But Hunter, despite him being a bad dog, never got into a fight with Sylvia Buddy ever. So what's his problem? 
Nothing. Um, we fast forward a year after. Oh, two thousand. Uh, it's this is last year, two thousand seventeen. Um, the guy. Jump from twenty fourteen to twenty seventeen. I'm so okay. Twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. You said twenty fourteen. Yeah, twenty fourteen and uh, two thousand sixteen. We got the um, we got Hunter. You got him in two years. We got two. We got Hunter in two thousand sixteen. Do you listen? No. You said twenty fourteen. It's supposed to be a fucking podcast host. Not your mother. <laughs> The drug dealer or whatever she is. She's not a drug dealer. Don't ever say that about my mom. It's fine. She's, <laughs> she's a money launderer. I don't know what her front is. Um. So the guy that gave us Hunter, um, he owned another dog, Momo. Uh, Momo is Hunter's brother. Another black lab. Um, and he would always come in and tell my mom stories about Momo. Um, the guy died of a sudden heart attack. And uh, my mom wanted to make sure that she could bring Momo home and t- take care of him and raise him. So your mother potentially murdered this man. <laughs> wanted to bring the dog to the home. My poor mother. And She's I'm assuming, this. based on everything you've said today already, yeah, this goes really well. And no more problems. And that's Neurotica. Okay, bye everybody. Uh, no, what... What happens? I'm like actually, yeah. I'm exhausted, just there's, by. There's a lot going on here. Um, this is like the my dog story that I thought was gonna make me cry. Now I'm just like physically drained. Yeah. You you make me so upset right now, Tony. Yeah. I was right to hate this episode. Yeah. I'm sorry, you son of a bitch. How the fuck? I don't even like dogs anymore. How do you think the last episode that I did with you made me feel? I don't even like crazy, stupid love anymore. Great. I'm sorry that I took away your favorite movie of all time. Anyway. Uh, we bring Momo home. Um, and the next day, Zoe goes after Momo. Another big fucking dog fight. Jesus. <laughs> Did Momo even put up a fight? Or is just Zoe like... No, Mo- Zoe just went after him. Yeah. Okay, so... we You know, we broke it apart. Momo was scared shitless first fucking day in the house he's getting killed yeah that's a good transition you know it's yeah. like when you go to prison you gotta break him in early yeah yeah so um we had a couple of fights scattered here and there um but nothing until a couple weeks ago um it's june 7th it's a thursday night and uh we my dad for whatever reason we had someone coming in to fix our electric so he locked the three dogs, um, Zoe, Memo, and Hunter, but he was just in his cage because he can't really be with all the other dogs in one big room, or in one small room, in like a room with my little brother, and uh, I, for whatever reason, he did that, but the dogs got into another fight, and uh, we kind of had to rush up there and break them apart, and... While wow, the guy was just fixing our electric. He's like, same shit, different day. <laughs> um, yeah, that was uh, that was the first fight in a while. So we were just like, okay, whatever. Um, so, fast forward two days, it's a 6-9, which is, you know. Nice. Everyone's favorite day of the year. That's nice. Yeah. And, um, like, I to give context of that night, like. There was, it was a lot of people's birthdays, so 
It was a little bit, it was just, we celebrated our friend Brian Adobe, a place we always go to. Mm-hmm. It was partially a celebration for myself, partly a celebration for our good friend Chip Swelly. Um, follow him on Twitter. He doesn't tweet anything good, but, you know, I like to help my friends out. Uh, but it, you, there was, and I remember you specifically saying, I think I'm going to have to work. I'm going to try to get out of it. And we kept telling you, like, Tony, like, you just got this job. Don't worry about switching. But, you know, we were like, hey, if you can make it great, this is going to be a fun little night. You know, this is supposed yeah. to be a celebration. I think mean, 6 9 is a celebration. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. Um, it's the sex number. It's the sex number. It's... Anybody can do it. Anyone. Yeah. Man on man. We can do it after the podcast if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Would you expect to do something else? Maybe watch. Okay, well, yeah. Let's anyway. let's sixty nine this podcast and let's let's hear what let's hear what happens on this great day. Um, so I'm laying in bed. I'm contemplating on how I'm going to call out. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I hear my dogs go at it, and it's another fucking dog fight. And I'm just like, oh, this is going to be the thing that's going to get me out of work. So I rush upstairs. I'm the only one that's awake right now, breaking these dogs up. Yeah. So, um, it, the, the fight doesn't last long because I have Zoe in my hand, but all four of the dogs are out at the same time, and I kind of have the Zoe up above my arms, or above my head. Yeah. So that way, none of the other dogs can get there, I'm going to let her outside. Um, but I have Buddy, our great Dane, trying to come out, and eventually at this point, my dad's coming downstairs, he's... I sleep downstairs in the basement. He sleeps upstairs on like our third floor. Yeah. So, I was able to get to him before he was, but he um. He's trying to hold Buddy back from coming at Zoe. So at some point, um, I'm going to our backyard, but Buddy just you know tackles like, knocks my dad over and tries to chase after me and is jumping on top of me and like scratching me and biting me to get Zoe. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, fuck it at this point. I just throw Zoe again because I'm not, you know, going to get killed for over it. And, uh, eventually, I mean, like, Buddy kind of just, like, went to, like, nip her and, like, Zoe just, like, snapped at him and Buddy, like, backed off. He's a big pussy. Um, and that was the end of that fight. But Zoe was ripped apart from this fight within the matter of the 15 seconds that I weren't there. That wasn't there or that. I was just took for me to kind of break it apart. Yeah. Um, so at this point, like, we're just like, we got to get rid of her. Yeah. Like, there's no other decision. Like, even if we decide to keep her after this, she's mangled. Yeah. She's useless. She's going to die because... She's not useless, but she... No, no, she's like, she's just, this whole time that we're talking about, she's staring at the wall. Like, she's, her brain, she's brain dead at this point. Yeah. So, we're, we're on the way to, like, the, um, vet, or, to, like, get her put down. And by this point, I already called out. You know what was the fucked up part about me calling out that day? Without even talking about 6 9 or whatever. I called out, and I said, hey, guys, this is, uh, this is Tony. I was like, uh, I think I'm gonna have to put my dog down today. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to come in. And I wasn't using this as an excuse because I wasn't even sure if I was going to Adobe that night after yeah. that happened. Um, and the uh, supervisor at the time um, for like the chef that I, I called out at was like, well, you know you're not getting paid for it, right? 
<laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. It's the least of my fucking problem right Yeah. Now. Well, let's reenact this. So. <laughs> hey, Tony. Uh, I got caught out. My dog got to die. And you be the supervisor. Okay, well, do you have time off? I, I just started. I don't know. You told me. <laughs> I don't have time off. I don't have time off. I apparently. Well, I guess you're not getting paid for it. Okay, whatever. Hey, uh, does that mean I get to keep the CD, though? Fuck you. <laughs> CDs! Okay. Um, yeah, but... Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I think we need to... Where Where is your mental state with dogs right now? Like... So, we still have the three dogs. We still have right. Hunter and Noah. And it sounds like they mostly get along. Yeah, they all get along. Um, right, in, like immediately after the fight, Buddy and Buddy tried going after Momo, and then like we kind of just like smacked Buddy with like a board, and he just like backed off immediately because Buddy's just a little bitch. Um, but like we're we're just like in this state right now where we're just like, like what did we do wrong? Like how like what is your cologne situation like? I don't just I'm got these senses. Well, like. I think you should we start s- wearing some. Like, That's what we were saying, like, about, like, how come Zoe went after Momo. Like, like, Momo and Hunter are brothers, but yeah. Zoe would never go after Hunter. Like, what would the, like, did Momo have a smell that would make Zoe want to go after her? Him. Or if it's, like, one of those things where... Like a um, dynamic, like, new dog, or... Yeah. or oh, that's my friend. Like, I don't care if it's your brother. Like, yeah, that's... But, I, I mean, you're trying to analyze dogs, and, it, you know, there are so many times, like, Pippa eating mulch, I'm like, why are you doing this? So, like, mm-hmm. there's all, there's so many times with animals in general, you just go, like, what what is the motivation yeah. here? But, like, you going forward, though, like, if your dad walks in, like, hey, like, I, I just met this person, a dog, you're going to go, no, or you're just no, going to No, you know, we're not getting another dog until at least two of ours die at this point. Right. But what about you? Like, it, are you, you see yourself, like, you know, everybody's... Perfect thing is wife, kid, white picket fence, and a dog in the yard. Like, is that you still? Yeah. I mean, like, I'd probably just do one dog so I would never have to separate a two-dog dog fight. But, I mean, I'm not traumatized by the events, I don't think. I mean, it's fucked up like, and how long as it's been going on for. I, I don't find myself awake at night about it. I don't find myself having bad dreams over it. I mean, that... There was like a 10, 15 minute period where we took Zoe to the uh, vet to put her down. Yeah. And Zoe knew what was going on. And she was like clamoring and like trying to like get my attention. And she was like trying to hop on top of like my like lap. And like she was getting all of her blood all over me. And it fucking sucked. But like, um, it was just something like, I don't know. I don't think that I could. I'm trying to like figure out my right words for it. It might take a second. I mean, take your time. I just, yeah. you know, my thing wasn't as traumatic as yours, but it, it affected me. I mean, like, yeah. it was about a year. Like, I remember her first birthday and stuff like that, and just being absolutely heartbroken. Yeah. And I think my experience is a little bit different because a lot of it was out of your control, and it was like for me, it was like I gave up a kid. 
That was like your first big dog too. Like yeah, like I I had dogs. You plan on raising her all your life. Yeah. All all of her life. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like we like we don't really think of like our dog's first birthdays. We've had so many of them. Yeah. That like, you know, it's nothing really special and occasional about it. Yeah, I guess you have the benefit of just like after a while, like you just you know what the the risks are. Yeah. And I knew what raising dogs like we had dogs when I was a kid, but like. You know, it it made me think like I can't even raise a kid, and I know that's kind of a logical leap, but like, to really feel like you let down somebody like like to really bond with a creature like that, to sleep next to each other every single night, and then she's gone and I can't sleep anymore, and I have to wonder can she sleep like. And it you know everybody can tell me like you did the right thing like you had to do this but. For me, it was. I failed mm. and there's no way around that thought for me because I can't undo what I did. It's one of the biggest regrets of my life. Not because I'm like, Oh man, I had to deal with this damn dog. Like she could have had a great family from the start. And I know yeah. she has a good family now. Like you, you know them and mm. I got to know them and they're going to raise her to happy life. And she's going to get to run around and, you know, play with kids and stuff. And like, she'll be fine. I didn't give her to just like anybody would take her. I, I took the time and made sure I get to the right, person i said you know i'm gonna give you guys all these toys and don't give me a dollar i just want her to be happy but when i think about it you know there's just some times where i just want to pet my dog and i gave her away do you think there will ever become a time that you could maybe at some point like want to go see her i mean a big part of me wants to now but yeah it's a really hard thing to think of because like you know, it's one of those things like in the aftermath of that breakup, there was a moment where we met up and talked mm-hmm. and not to get so in the breakup, but like it was kind of a microcosm of the whole Pippa thing. She came over and made it clear that we weren't going to get back together, but still having this moment of, you know, togetherness and embracing each other. And like, as soon as she leaves, that's when it's officially over. And to go see Pippa now, even though it's already officially over, it's like... It's been over. You go, and you know as soon as you leave, no matter how much joy you had in that moment, all the pain comes rushing back in, maybe even stronger, because you reopen the door. Yeah. And you're going to get pulled right out. And, yeah, I, I would love to see her, but at the same time, like, I don't think I'm mentally prepared for what's on the other side of the door. That's true. So I, you know, I'm a little surprised at the end of this to, you know, still feel like I'm the one who is a little bit more traumatized by all this, but I kind of get it on your end. It's like dogs are crazy to some degree and it kind of became just a function of your life. Whereas for me, like I got the dog and it threw my whole life out of whack. Like Mm -hmm. I got rid of her and I got a promotion. I moved, I entered a new relationship. And I can say things have improved, but like there's still always that part of me that no matter how many people tell me you didn't do anything wrong, it's just like I can't erase that part of my head that's just like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. And you know what? The worst part was is like I didn't get laid as much as I thought I would with a puppy. <laughs> no, it 
It actually helped. I, I was able to talk to girls in the street. You know what was really fucking crazy is that every time I brought a girl over, no matter what, they were always attracted to Zoe. The fucking crazy, the crazy one. Yeah, the crazy one. The girls always love Zoe. The ladies just yeah. love the ladies. The crazy I have no idea why. One. Every other dog, they were just like, yeah, whatever. Like, even, like, Maggie used to be my favorite dog. Like, me and yeah. Maggie used to be get, like, get along like this. Um, and, like, my, my ex-girlfriend, who, um, she would get, I don't think she would get jealous, but, <laughs> um, me, me and Maggie would always do a thing where, like, she'll, like, hold out her paw, and, like, she'd, like, want me to hold her paw, like, almost, like, holding hands in a, a way. And say, like, if I just kind of, like, pull away for a second, Maggie would smack me with her paw. <laughs> and it, it, she would really just do it, too. Like, especially in the moment if I was sitting next to my ex-girlfriend at the time. And, like, just that way she can, like, show her a certain set. Like, I am <laughs> I am her man. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I, I think that, um, I, I think I could still live with a dog at whatever point. And I I think I'll get one too because it's something that. Do you think it's something like maybe it's something that like you're in the city and it might be. It's a little bit of a city and I I just needed help. Yeah. I thought I was. I I didn't expect my ex to do that much Uh because she lived in like 15 minutes away and she's a nurse so she has weird hours. I just thought, yeah, I've got everything I want right now. I've got the, the new job, I got the. The apartment I like, paid more than I need, um, in this great relationship, and this person will be there Friday or Saturday night, and we'll have a great night, and then those other moments when I'm not with her or not working, that I was so bored, you have a dog. I have a dog. And, you know, this podcast probably wouldn't exist as it is right now without that moment, because giving her up. There were no more excuses, and I thought it would just been, you know, a disservice to everything that I went through to give her up and just go back to sitting on the couch being a vegetable. Like, there was no option to be lazy because that would only have built the failure further, but that's kind of like microcosm of me. It's like I keep trying to run from these failures, you know, whenever I slow down, mm-hmm. the anxiety comes back. Like, last night I had a bad night. And I already had scheduled to go to my doctor, but I, you know, I had to say like, this it's doing great, but it's not enough because I look back to the, the Pippas and the, the moms and the dads and the, you know, opportunities I could have took. And I'm looking forward to the opportunity where I'm comfortable and I can get a dog again and stuff like, and every day I don't move. It's, I fall further back to those problems and nowhere closer to the, to, you know, the salvation, I guess. Yeah. So, for me, it is a mental thing, heavily. For you, I guess, you know, it's just kind of a function that's a little bit odder than other people. Like, nobody really expects the, this, you know, the dog fights to be the part of your this life. Experience. But, yeah. But, yeah, it, it's a mental thing for you, too, still, though. Like, it's, you It's, know, like, one of those things where I kind of found it, found it like, an interesting um, experience, almost, where, you know, you would go up to someone and you would talk to them and they'd be like, Oh, why did like, why weren't you at work yesterday? I'd be like, Oh my, I had to put my dog down and they'd be like, Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. And I'd be like, uh, yeah. And I would explain to them the whole dog fight thing. 
Yeah. And they'd act like they never heard that there was such thing of, a, like, this actually had, like, they would just be like, oh, we thought we'd only hear about stuff like this on the news. Like, people, like, having, like, these dog fight rings. And I'm like, we never trained these dogs to kill anything. Like, if anything, we just trained them, like, to go to the bathroom and just, like, not, yeah. you know, be, like, shitheads in the house. Oh, yeah. Like, don't chew anything. But, like, yeah, like... Can't stop an animal from being an animal at some point. Like, everyone I've talked to about, like, dogs or whatever never had an experience like I I think I had. Yeah. And, I mean, I would love to meet someone who has had an experience like me at some point and just kind of share stories of, like, yeah, how we, like, how we raise dogs, like, each other, or how, like, what it took for us to separate them, or, like, how we were saying earlier, like, how, like, if we just kind of kept, like, kept, like, letting them fight, like, eventually they just gave up fighting with each other, or eventually, like, you know, one just dies. Yeah. Well, I think it says a lot, though, that both of us still love dogs, and, like, yeah. still want dogs in our lives, and I think... It does speak volumes to, you know, if you're somebody listening to this, you probably think if you're on the fence, like, oh, God, I'll never want a dog. But, like, oh, oh God, I think you need to make yeah. sure you're in the right situation. Like, I wasn't in the right situation. I was 23 years old, living alone in the city without much help. Like, that wasn't the right situation. I didn't have a car to, like, drive down to Delaware where my family was to have somebody watch the dog. You weren't necessarily in the wrong situation, but it ended up being kind of a wrong timing thing where, like, you bring a dog in and, you know, there's other dogs and you kind of have to see that yeah. out. But, you like, know, I think... If you're listening to this podcast and you hear those things, like, it's more about saying, you know, it's not just about us, it's about the dogs. You have to put the dogs in the right situation. Yeah. And I definitely encourage people, adopt. Like, go to your local uh, SPCA. Um, I got mine from Morris Animal Refuge, and even though I had that traumatic experience with Pippa, like, I still donate to them. And I really encourage people that, if they're thinking about it, go adopt, because those dogs are the ones that are going through the mental stress of, you know, they're in a cage, they don't know where they are, and a lot of them don't know if they'll ever find a home, and they can, you know, a lot of people say the joke, like, I didn't save them, they saved me, mm-hmm. and in this case, like, I had so much mental stuff going on that Pippa probably just deserved better from the jump, and I, I loved her, I, I gave everything for her, I think anybody knew me, I sacrificed a lot for her, there was one night at Adobe, I was pre-game, and I went to the bathroom, I saw her licking out of my cup, and I ran and got her you know, the, whatever makes the dogs vomit, and I refused to go to Adobe even though she was fine, because I was worried she was going to get drunk and sick, and that was a night where a lot of people went, I was like the night after Thanksgiving, like, it, it was a huge night, and I mm-hmm. missed that, you know, and Adobe means a lot to us, people have talked about it enough, but, yeah, I still encourage Did a lot of people. Did you talk about Adobe on the podcast ever? I don't think I, we ever I think the first time Adobe's come up, but I think yeah. most of the people listening... Almost yeah. all of our what, listeners. If you don't know what Adobe Cafe is, it's a fun little karaoke bar where we all get plastered on really cheap margaritas. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think, you know, even though we'll bend with the mental part of it, like, we still just will always love dogs. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. I mean, dogs are not cats. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, fuck cats. I, except when my girlfriend's listening. I love Ollie. Don't think I hate cats. Ollie and Tony hates my, cats. I still tell my girlfriend that. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Uh, so that was a lot to go through. Uh, Tony, don't adopt any more dogs uh, until you, you Please know. Please give it to them. Yeah. I, I don't want to put it that way, but sure. Um, so, Tony, you got anything you want to plug? You got, any, you got any Hollywood movies coming out? Um, The trailer for a movie I worked on comes out in a couple weeks. Okay. Should be exciting. Um, people can follow him at 
at itmetony on yeah. Twitter, so you can look for those updates. Thank you. Uh, you can always follow me, as always, at Code Ryan. And like I mentioned on last week's podcast, we have a Twitter for the podcast now. Ah, uh, yes. At Neurotica the Pod. Um, Tony and I set that up together, so sometimes tweets will be from me, sometimes from Tony. And Tony, uh, I mentioned this a little bit last week too, we're in a war right now. Yes. Yeah. With another podcast named uh, Neurotica. Yeah, which yeah. we did not steal the name, but... There seems to be a lot of things named Neurotica, I realize. Yeah, yeah. We we did some research. I mean, we didn't just half-ass it. We thought we, we were... We three-quarters-assed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We knew we were original in our own right, because most ner- things named Neurotica aren't really that neurotic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that one guy was talking a lot more about erotica. Yeah. Like, I, this dude talking more about sex. Like, we never really... It's a hentai yeah, podcast. I don't really have much to talk about sex. I don't... Really so yeah, much of it. we're yeah yeah. So we're gonna take him down. Uh, yeah. This is our official battle cry. Ah! Um, so yeah, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, this has been another episode.